and welcome to the Animated Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Shadex. Now let's get animated. A little consistency. A, a podcast close to the last podcast. Sort of. Kind of. <laughs> Shade? Yeah. Alright, there you go. Shade, uh, what's your next video on? Um, video, the, the video's gonna come out before this podcast. Um, it's a Valentine's Day video about the librarian from Hilda. I can't say any of the jokes in the video here, but it's gonna be a funny video. I make some, I make some jokes about, about Twitch in there, like a tiny bit, like a little, little joke, but, um, it's a, it's a good video. Like, I'm, I'm working, I'm hard at work on it. Should be done, hopefully I'll be done by Monday. Nice. Mm, the TV looks broken. Is somebody in there? Oh, ho hello? Hello? Am I coming through? Hello? hello oh, you're there! Uh, who are name? you? Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Ash. Uh, I am nobody, kind of. Uh, I am some kind of an artist, uh, kind of a content creator, almost. Uh, mostly I do podcasts that fail in the first episode or so. Oh yeah, I just remember there was that time I played God and made a podcast that was awful to try and yeah. help people. Is that, is that, um, are you talking about the one we were on or the other one? Yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> that sounds like an adventure. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I think you, I feel like you remember the story better than I do, but from what I remember, um, so me and Shade and a few other randoms from the unofficial Rebel Taxi Discord uh, really wanted to make a, our own podcast, uh, and it sounded like a fun idea, and we kind of had like a nice little group, uh, and by episode two, everything got kind of weird and uncomfortable, and I... Uh, Nobody wanted to be a part of it anymore. Dang. What? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was ep the episode I was on was episode zero. You were. You were on, you were on episode zero. So, um, I, I basically uh, had to, like, teach them how to make a podcast. I, and I it think. And it only lasted technically one official episode. I, like, yeah. didn't listen, I didn't listen to the whole thing listen to a little bit of it like the editing the editing wasn't bad but no our, our I, I still give it up um I, f I forget the name of the person who edited uh but um they did a really great job um editing it together i think the problem was um we didn't really have very good chemistry with like yeah, all of the I mean, people on it it's a bunch of randoms it's a bunch of randoms like, yeah with well, no, I, I don't think a bunch of randoms making a podcast is necessarily, like, a bad thing. It's just yeah, kind of... Yeah, it's not. Like, that's how Animated Dude started. Like, it started in the same unofficial Rebel Taxi server when I hit 400 subs. And, like, I just told them, Drake Star and uh, Lori, who's he doesn't show up on the podcast these days. Um, but um, I, like, told them, hey, I, I, I hit 400 subs. I want to be on my youtube stream and then they, and then they said yes so um yeah that's how animated dudes started um yeah so i uh i think the biggest factor to me is that there was there was just very little planning um we kind of yeah we what we did was we ripped off the format 
of um like pan's podcasts uh where the first episode was about do you remember do you remember when pan's uh like podcasts had like themes where like yes. the first, epi- oh, the first yeah, episode yeah 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 the first episode was about like their favorite pilots and then each one would have like a different theme. And then they just kind of gave up after that, I think. Uh, Cause you can only do that for so long. Yeah. Um, I think I did that too. Kinda, kinda, I kinda did that. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you mind if I tell a little bit of my, uh, my podcast history? Cause uh, of course. The reason- yeah. So yeah, oh, what, yeah. well, f- First, I want to tell the origin story of why I'm actually here. So uh, we we had a conversation, I think, last week, uh, and I revealed to you that uh, I have been on several podcasts that have immediately died after uh, I've been on them. Uh, so I was like, hey, I, I jokingly said, hey, let me be on your podcast and we'll 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 tempt fate. We'll see if it dies immediately after I'm on it. <laughs> um. So I think the first one I was on was uh, I was on a podcast with some friends. Uh, it was just a random nothing podcast. They really wanted to do a uh, it was like a Night Vale ripoff uh, where they wanted a podcast with a story. Uh, but it was, again, poorly planned. There was no chemistry between the people making it. Um, and it just kind of fell through. I don't know if their podcast failed after I was on it. All I know is they did very few episodes after I appeared. Uh, and then next, um, fun fact, I was on, a a, I was on two Monkey Jones podcasts. Did either of them star, uh, Monkey? What's that? Did either of them star Monkey or yeah, was he the had, host? Yeah, they... No, no, he was the host. So he was the host of both of them. Um, One of them was about arguing about Star Wars. Hmm. uh, And the other was about arguing about waifus. Or no, it was about Naruto. That's why. Um, I don't know if those still exist. uh, Oh, yeah, because the channel channel got nuked. Um, Right, yeah. If I can find either of those... Might be lost media. Or I think one of them might... I think some of them might be archived somewhere. Like, I know... I know Mumkey, he re-uploaded all his videos to Vimeo and BitChute, so maybe he has searched there. He could find the episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I know some people archive shit, so uh, if uh, if I can find them, I'll uh, send them to you after the podcast, uh, see if you can link them down. Uh, they're not good at all. I uh, I kind of... So I he, he just went on Twitter and said, hey, does anybody want to be on my podcast? And me kind of being really eager to be on anything uh, said yes, uh, even though I had nothing to say on either topic. Uh, I've never actually even seen Naruto. I, I don't know anything about it. I just I really wanted to be on a podcast of a of a notable YouTuber. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then after that was the uh, the Backseat Drivers podcast, which me and Shade were on. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one I did before this one was uh, me and some friends uh, wanted to start a podcast where we watch every episode of Johnny Test. <laughs> How does that uh, work? Uh, so it would be just like each episode uh, would be talking about a uh like a single episode of Johnny Tess. 
mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like if it's if it's any good, uh, how many legitimate laughs we got out of it. Uh, and just it was just kind of a thing for fun. We all started over quarantine, so it was just it was something to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the one episode we did also still exists, so we should uh, I, I can uh, give that to you also. Uh, but yeah, now now I'm here. We're attempting fate once again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dang, we did doing this for how long? Let's see, 2018 to 2022. That's like five years. Not of like definitely not consistent. Five years. Yeah, not 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 consistent because people are busy and whatnot. Um, People are busy. We have terrible scheduling skills. Yeah, Uh, it's been like 28 episodes. I mean, and then there's the bonus, the the like the non episodes too. Yeah. Uh, people which really episode zero, which is a which was a stream. Then there's um the like I I, I took the Butch Harmon the Garden thing and made it its own segment, mm-hmm. like its own episode since like that derailed a lot of conversation when I had What If Universe on. Yeah, it's hard. Like I I, I feel like people really underestimate how uh, easy it is to do a podcast, where like it. The whole like sitting or I, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, all you do is sit around and talk to your friends uh, about whatever. Um, but like. It's the fact that you have to have like consistent, interesting, like interesting conversation and like actually have a topic to keep up with, because like the reason most podcasts are themed now is because like the days of just starting a podcast about nothing with your friends is kind of over. Um, yeah. Unless you're really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of podcasts, I'm on like two other some somewhat successful ones. Yeah. Besides this. Like I'm on I'm on um Geeks Geek Tunes' podcast Tuneheads and uh mm. I'm a it's a podcast I host with Ramen um and some other content creators called Good Vibes, also known as Vibes Crew. Right, yeah. Um, Actually, you've got more appearances to make. What's that? You've got more appearances to make. Oh, I do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, tomorrow, I think, is another Tuneheads episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can I can understand juggling all three of those can't. Yeah, be I know. Easy. I know. Like I, I told my friend Ramen, hey, yeah, put um put um good vibes on hiatus for a bit. Like that, that's it's only going to happen twice in March. I think that's like the new twice a month, maybe is like the since the schedule for it. I'm not like one episode with a guest, one not with a guest. Yeah, um, it uh, it surprises me that there's like there's a few podcasts that are in like their episodes are in the hundreds now. Like I'm I'm pretty sure Giant Bomb is still doing their thing, aren't they? Uh, possibly. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Giant Bomb has to be on like episode like seven hundred by now. Yeah, three G's. Um, well, they've been doing it since like they've been doing it since like twenty twenty oh nine. I think. Um, yeah, Giant Bombcast episode seven hundred twenty four four days ago. Wow. Yeah. No, they've been going for a while. Um. 
I know I started listening to the Rooster Teeth podcast uh, when I was younger, um, a long time ago, and they they were already in the eight hundreds uh, when I started listening, and that was like, I want to say that was like back in twenty sixteen. Hmm. So, I I don't know. I, I I guess the lesson is there's a lot of weeks and years, and if you do a podcast every week, uh, it it adds up. Yep, you get literal days worth of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um did you uh did you guys want to talk about anything else or did you have want to just jump into the topics? Uh let's jump into uh I'm gonna jump around the list here. Um uh, did you guys see Encanto? I did. I did see Encanto. Yeah, I did see it. I saw it. Yeah. It, I have I thoughts. It. Let's talk you about have... them. Okay. Um can uh, we talk about how Linwell Miranda uh, can't write music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, the songs uh, were fine. They weren't. Re- I don't feel like they were integrated well in as well as they could have been. Right. They, it feels um, like a lot of them are just starting to sing out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I um. There's a reason the Bruno song is so popular, and it's because it's hands down the best song in the entire, uh, in the entire movie. For sure, like the other Um, ones are pretty forgettable. uh, A thing I really appreciated about I I just really appreciated like the layered singing, Mm -hmm. um, in that song. Uh, just kind of like it, it, it really like shows the chaos of the whole situation and how like even though it's supposed to be a secret, how well it kind of like travels throughout the family. Uh, I think a a line I really appreciate is if you listen close, um, I forget most of the characters names, so you'll have to excuse me, but uh, the, the shaped uh, shifting kid Mm -hmm. uh, at some point he says, are you telling this story or am I uh, when they're all talking over each other? Uh, And I think that's a cute detail, Um, but I, the rest of the songs are either like pretty okay and passable uh to just really forgettable um i know a lot of people love the um the uh the strong girls song i do not like that one at all i it it was very hard for me to find the riv- the rhythm of it like it's very hard to bob your head because it's in a it's either in a weird time signature or she's very bad at letting you know the rhythm well, so it's it, it it wants to be one of those songs that has like um like like take the song like Chandelier uh for example. Like that mm-hmm. has a very slow start uh but a very like booming chorus and like like crescendo with how it um exceeds through the song. But that one is like it's slow and then it's fast and the core and then the chorus has like a beat but the like the dip part in the middle kind of just comes out of nowhere. It's it's very all over the place. Also, you can hear it in her performance, uh, the strain of trying to keep in character and also trying to use your singing voice at the same time, yeah. which um, it, in some cases you can only do one or the other. Yeah, the actress didn't do a bad job at all. Like she's she's a fantastic singer. I uh, it, it would be wrong to take that away from her. It's just of she, course, uh, though, I could hear the strain. Right, but she did the best with what she was given, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really much she could have done to uh, 
to fix an already broken song. Um, broken song, broken script, kind of. It felt really rushed when I watched it. I like um, as far as like the pacing of the story. I don't think I don't think that as much as it doesn't really uh, have the same structure as most. Um, as most Disney movies, uh, like it all for, first of all, it's all centralized into one small area. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh no, we lost shade. Oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, it's centralized into one small area and not like, uh, so like frozen mostly takes place in the town of Arendelle, but then like, you know, Anna goes to other places, to the mountains, to the trolls, blah, blah, blah. Um, but to have it all take place in one central location, uh, kind of uh um it kind of tosses up the usual structure that a disney movie would take uh yeah sort of like the the journey kind of format yeah Yeah. um but no i don't have any major problems with the movie uh i think it's cute uh if people seem to really like it and i don't think they're wrong for thinking that of course not um it's it's not by far the worst. Like, uh, is it is it Disney Pixar or is it just Disney? I think it's just, just Disney. Disney. Yeah, just Disney. I thought it was Pixar for a second, but now it's yeah. just Disney. Um, I I would say for me personally, uh, I'd plop it like above both Frozen's, uh, but below Moana and Rapunzel or Tangled, whatever. That seems fair. Yeah, because yeah, Tangled. Oh, sorry. I like it better than Frozen, definitely. I haven't seen Frozen 2. Also, uh, some things just, like, don't go explain to me, and I felt like I felt like there was a rewrite somewhere in there. Because um, the way everything went out... Uh, we're uh, we're going to go into potential spoilers here for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Um, so, it's never really... Expl- like, does it ever... I'm all, I was only kind of paying attention. Was it ever really explained why she never got a power... Not really. Um, so I, I took it as so. Ev- so everybody who has a power gets a door, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, again, spoilers. At the end of the movie, she's front and center on the family door. Uh, so I assumed that uh, it meant that her gift was uh, keeping the family together. Yeah, which is kind of uh, kind of a cop out when everybody else has an actual superpower. I mean, it's it's um, I I, the joke I made was uh, she's Mati from Captain Planet where (laughs) she's she's the heart. But it means it's it it means it in a little bit more of like a sentimental way where like um, the whole movie, she thought she was the cause of everybody's problems. uh, But instead, she's the one who kind of like helps everybody see their true potential. Mm. Um, Cause like, that's what she did for, uh, that's what she did for uh, Isabella. That's what she did for, um, uh, fucking... I guess she also did that for, uh, for Abuela also. Cause uh, she kind of like showed her how restraining everybody was, was holding the family back. Yeah. That's the thing though. I was thinking, I was guessing the story was going to be that Abuela knew that the magic was running out, so um, in order to keep it uh, running, she stifled it just for that one year and purposely didn't give her a door. 
or somehow right. just like covered her hand over the flame or something just to keep the yeah. magic going a little longer. And um, that would have been something I would have expected. Does is uh, is Aguila's power uh, like giving other people powers or? I think Aguila's quote unquote gift was just like the opportunity, just and the land and all that, and the okay. house and the magic house. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, no, I uh, it's a good movie. Uh, I don't think I would watch it as often as I do other Disney movies. But yeah, I mean, it's probably not something I'm ever going to boot up again. Um, but I, I don't, I wouldn't mind watching it again if, uh, if I had to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I, uh, I know they're trying to make a Broadway musical, which, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually sort of excited to see cause, um, that adapted like- to, uh, that feels like it could be better adapted as a stage play. Well, also you could do a lot with, um, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with the, uh, stage production. Um, because you could you could probably like uh, work the the way the house moves into the stage, mm. which would be really really cool to see. Um, do Broadway have black box theaters? Um, I don't know uh, off the top of my head. Um, I would love to see how that would work with a black box theater. That would have been that would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the kinds that uh, that have like the rumble seats? Uh, no, it's the kinds like it's a box. So there's like four places to potential places to sit on the front, back, or the other sides, and the yeah. play has to be designed to be viewed from any angle. Um, I don't think plays do that. No, because uh, Broadway plays are usually a very like fourth wall centric uh, medium. Yeah, because like that's the one I, that because that's the kind I was part of the production for. Yeah. And the way they did it was really cool, and I want I want to see more productions do that. Yeah, no, that would be neat. Um, but yeah, that's all I really gotta say about Encanto. Uh, I it's a it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I would rec- yeah. I would recommend anybody watch it if they're interested. Yeah. Uh, yeah speaking I really of really enjoyed it. Speaking of watching stuff, um, get me pictures of Spider Man. Uh, no, actually, no, seriously. We're about to go, we, about to go, but you guys have seen No Way Home, right? Yeah, I have seen yeah, No Way Home. Yeah, yeah. All right, potential spoilers for No Way Home. Uh, Shade, put a YouTube timestamp somewhere. Oh, do okay, we? Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I can do a text-to-speech thing. Are we not you, going? Oh, yeah, I could, I could do J.K. Simmons' voice with 15 AI <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, not, not 15 AI, I think it's vocodes, but, um, yeah, yeah vocodes. Uh, or yeah. one of those. Oh, oh, yeah. Do we want to go into full spoilers, or are we are we being very? Uh, it's been like ten- a couple months. It it has been a, a little bit since it. We've given enough. We've given people enough of a time buffer. But, but yeah, there's been a time buffer, so yeah, just skip. And plus, like whenever this goes up on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it'll be even more of a time buffer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But still, yeah. spoiler warning. Yeah, skip to this part that I'm gonna play with. Text to speech. Um, uh, Spider Man. Holy crap! Spider Man. That oh, was yeah. one of the best Spider Man movies I've seen. Yeah, it was awesome. I I bought a shirt recently from the, of a scene from the movie. The um, oh, yeah. scene with all scene with all the Spider People. 
Oh yeah, the multiverse is real. Yeah. Um I'm in disbelief looking at that shirt. Like I, I can't believe it's like a real piece of merch and that they actually brought back um Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire. Like that that was awesome. Yeah. Um so I um I, I've had a little bit of conflict with my feelings about the movie. Uh, I don't think it's bad in, in any sense of the word. Uh I I really enjoyed myself watching it and uh, I can very easily watch it again. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that I don't know what the idea of it kind of um, spells for the future of like the way people do comic book movies. Um, because the moment that movie came out, uh, there are a bunch of rumors of like, Oh, they don't need to make uh, new people for the X-Men uh, they'll just bring back Patrick Stewart and um, and fucking uh, uh, oh god, who plays Wolverine? Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. They're not gonna bring back Hugh Jackman. He's explicitly said he's done. Like maybe it, a cameo in Multiverse of Madness. That's a maybe, but that I don't, would be. I don't, I don't. I don't know. It's just I I, I like, feel like I feel like this should be a thing that should only be done once. I think the only yeah. other time they could totally get away with it is if um, they just brought like Ryan Reynolds Deadpool to the MCU. That's, what That's probably gonna... the only other thing they're going to be doing with the yeah. Sony to Marvel kind of deal. I, because I really uh, um... uh, Spider-Man is, is, is a pretty special case being that a lot of these movies are super beloved for their different directions in story. Yeah. yeah. And how they're all technically comic book accurate. Um, in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only other movie that's going to do this whole multiverse is Multiverse of Madness. It might end there. Like, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's not a thing I mind. Like, it, it is really cool to see. Um, because some of my favorite comics are about just like different uh worlds of the comic books converging. Like Spider Verse is lots of fun. Uh, if you read any of the comics, uh of like flashpoint leading up to the new 52 um like those are tons of fun but i think it's very different with movies uh because movies i don't you know very obviously they they star mortal people who can only act for so long <laughs> so kind yeah. of bringing in uh certain actors is uh kind of tricky especially if you are looking for these characters to stay um because like i i i i don't think toby Maguire can be spider-man anymore like he was perfectly fine in the movie but like you could tell he is not the same as he was before he's seen like he's he's grown up he's uh all he's just like a grown man and he can't really like in universe, I'm sure he's a great Spider-Man. In real life, um, I think he's perfectly content with just that role and nothing else. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. It, it's it, it's a good celebration for um, Spider-Man in general. Um, the only other thing it worries me about is the uh, w what's going to happen with um, Tom Holland Spider-Man because. He he's had two of his own villains, uh, which is which is nice. Um, but 
I don't know if this means like he's never going to have his own Green Goblin or Electro or Lizard. Um, we know we know uh, Venom is on the way, which is which is a big thing. That'll I be can't cool, wait to but... see what happens there. I, I'm excited yeah. for that. Um, I, but my... I think I know what's going to I think I have a theory what might happen because like. Um, in the end credits, like the Venom Goop is still in the MCU, so that means yeah. black suit. And I'm hopefully, what I'm hoping for, since Fantastic Four is getting introduced and John Watts is directing that, hopefully, like next Spider-Man film or like Spy or before that, maybe in the Fantastic Four film. I don't know what film Spider-Man will. Pro it'll probably be another Spider-Man film, like the right, next one yeah. where, the, where he meets the Fantastic Four. But like, hopefully, he forges a connection with them. And then we get that. Then we get the Venom suit being an antagonist towards Spider-Man, like being evil or I don't know. Oh, I mean, it, do. It, I mean, I feel like it would be something along the lines of. I feel like it would be something along the lines of Tom Holland, um, just like capturing, like he takes uh, the approach to all of the other Spider People's villains very differently than how they would have, mm -hmm. and that is like I can help them rather than I can bash their face in. Right. So he might uh, take the time to actually like study the venom rather than uh, just immediately use it without caution or um, destroy it. Well, my yeah, whole theory. Probably... Uh, sorry, my whole theory was um, that uh, that part of Peter we see uh, where he's about to uh, kill Norman, that like 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 anger and rage he has kind of <laughs> built inside him. I feel like in his most tender moment, the black suit will kind of play on those feelings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what the black suit usually does. Like, uh, in Spider-Man 3, it, uh, it, it found him at his lowest point. You know, Mary Jane uh, left him. Um, he, uh, he found the person who actually killed his uncle. So it, it really, the black suit always plays off of his most negative emotions and uh, makes him a worse person. When yeah, it's around which him. it's kind of the fault of the symbiote, but also kind of well, not really Peter's fault. He's grieving. Yeah, it's just um, that the symbiote just amplifies those emotions. Yeah, but, so yeah, I think what they're gonna do is introduce the symbiote in a move in a move. Oh yeah, I have a double theory. I have a double theory. Like, um, let I'm gonna assume like this is just a bit of venom because venom has a reaction when he leaves like oh no and like eddie brock's like th like they they both leave like but a bit of venom is um there like a bit of venom's there but my my other theory is venom 3 like like they know of spider-man they know there's a spider-man in new york but yeah. is there a spider-man in their new york yeah that's what i'm wondering like. Well, the the thing that confused me was um so at the end of Venom two uh when they get teleported to the Tom Holland universe, um, uh Venom immediately recognizes Peter, uh, or at least so shows some kind of familiarity. So I, I I assumed that meant he knew who Peter was in some capacity. Because of the Topher Grace Venom being in the multiverse and the hive mind and all Yeah, that. maybe. Um But uh it's it's hard to say really for sure. Uh a theory I had was um so uh the end of Homecoming introduced uh Matt Gargan, who is the Scorpion. Um 
And in the comics, uh, Matt Gargan has been yeah. Venom before. Yeah, that, that's what I was theorizing too. So I, it's not too far fetched to think that uh, Scorpion will show up while Peter has the black suit, and eventually the black suit will hop onto Matt Gargan and make him Venom. It's very like. Because Doctor Strange's spell specifically called everybody who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Well, so also, somebody, it was either Eddie or Venom that knew that fact that brought them there. Yeah. Well, also now you have to think um, Matt Gargan and uh, Liz's dad don't even know um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Hmm. So it, I don't yeah, know. It's, one plot hole I really don't get is like Venom knows like Peter is Spider Man, but like he just stays quiet. I mean, he does. There's parts where he doesn't. Like, but I mean, like, they're they're weird. in Me- they're in Mexico, so it, it, it it'd be a long know, trek I mean, there. I mean, in the comics in general, like oh right, knows. yeah. Unless the Doctor Strange spell in one more day got rid of that, which I don't. I'm not sure if it did or not. Oh, right. Afterwards, everybody forgot who Peter Parker even was. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that Venom might not know who Peter Parker is anymore. So my favorite my favorite meme to come out of um, to come out of uh, No Way Home is uh, it, it was a it was a tweet somebody made where it's like, so does everybody remember Tony's funeral like this? And it's everybody like grieving, but it's it's. Peter standing there, but he has the Spider-Man mask on while he has on a suit. Uh, so, so everyone remembers only people remember Spider-Man being there, but they don't remember Peter Parker being there. Ah, uh, dang, yeah. That how does that mess with how does that mess with memories? Because ha- Happy knows of Spider-Man. He knew he worked with Spider-Man. He just doesn't remember who Spider-Man was. Yeah, he or he and he doesn't know who Peter is. Yeah, I'm um, wondering, did all those photos magically transform into Spider-Man in a suit? Did yeah, those probably. recordings uh, of J. Jonah Jameson saying Peter Parker is Spider-Man just go away? I guess so. It's hard to say. Uh, there's a lot of implications. It's one of those things where there's a lot of implications that I don't think we'll know the entire idea of until more movies come. Um, yeah, I think I think the multiverse, like the reason they introduce that, is an excuse so they can throw Peter through a portal whenever they do a spinoff film. That's my theory. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but like they wanted to, they wanted to do a bunch of spinoff films like with Tom Holland in them, but like they couldn't because MCU connection. But they got rid of that. Pretty much, so he can be in whatever situation storyline Sony wants, and Marvel can try new things too, like have him be with Fantastic Four and X Men characters who he's more associated with than the Avengers. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, besides all that, uh, overall, um, I think the movie's fun. Um. I, I don't think it's uh, the greatest. Like uh, I, 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 after sitting on it for a little bit, um, I don't think it. It definitely can't stand on its own because it takes so much, like expository information to 
know yeah like what's going on um i i remember recently so my mom is a really big spider-man fan uh and i recently uh had to make her a chart of what she had to watch before she watched the new (laughs) spider-man um because she i i I tried to explain it to her over the phone but she uh, didn't really understand so i i i i made her a chart in MS Paint really fast and just sent it to her. Did you actually watch all them? Uh she's going to. She's I don't I don't know how far she's gotten through it. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. I uh, I don't have much to say about the movie itself. Um its pacing is pretty good. I think it breaks itself up a little uh pretty well. Um it uh it has some pretty good emotional moments. I did um, like that Andrew Garfield just like it wasn't scripted that he pulled beat both Spider-Man and said, I love you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. I'm hoping to see more Andrew Garfield. Like I really want to see more of him as Spider-Man. I loved that immediately after No Way Home went out, everybody's like, So when's Amazing Spider-Man 3? And Andrew Garfield just tweeted out, Where were you guys back when Amazing 2 came out? Yeah, no, everyone just kind of magically forgot that those movies were bad. Like, <laughs> just... Yeah, like, like I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. Were you there, Drake? Uh, no. Okay, I was some friends in another server, um, and, uh, um, base, you know, like, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and No Way Home, like, it's night and day, like... Like, No Way Home is way better than Amazing 2. Like, Amazing 2, like, there's good things in it, but um, overall, it's a messy movie. Like, and I, not, not a completely enjoyable mess. Like, there's some I, enjoyable parts, but... I don't know. I'd say uh, I'd say both Amazing movies have, like, a, a, a so-bad-it's-funny kind of quality to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Uncle Ben dying over chocolate milk. Yeah, or just, just general, like... Just the general cadence uh, Andrew Garfield has is is funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I want to see some like I want to see like some good Andrew Garfield. Um. Well, I don't know if it'll be great, like perfect. Like it's still Sony who's probably gonna be making these movies with their spinoff plans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have Across the Spider Verse Part One. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, but that's that's like the best thing Sony's done besides the Raimi films, like yeah. in recent years, like that they've just done, and not 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 Disney as I mean the MCU films are kind. Of, I I like them. Like No Way Home's the best one, but um, I don't know. They're they're not terrible, but like I like I like the Raimi films like better. I uh, a lot of people get mad when I say uh, I really don't enjoy Homecoming that much. I mean, that's a like I could see where you get that from too. It, a lot of people have that take. Like, I I don't know. Most people I've met really like Homecoming. I, so I mean, the general consensus is people really like the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. It's not amazing, but it's ha, amazing. It's uh. But it's not, like, the best thing in the world. No. Yeah, it's not. Like, Spectacular Spider-Man, that's what I was hoping the movie would be like. It ended up being not as good as that. Yeah. Like, that that was what I was expecting. But we'll probably get some, like, street-level Spider-Man in uh, the next movie when that happens. 
that'll be great. Maybe Daredevil will show up because they brought back Charlie Cox for one scene. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're what they're gonna do with uh do with all that. I know all the Defender shows are moving to Disney Plus. Like they're removing them from Netflix, which I which was surprising because like I thought Netflix owned them, but yeah, vice. Their license is expiring, and they'll go on Disney Plus like in we, March. I think we still we still don't have all the Spider Man movies on Disney Plus yet, so I don't yeah, know what the fuck. We're going to wait for a lot of Sony contracts to expire. Yeah. So what's going to happen is Sony Netflix will get the movies first, then Disney Plus. That's like what's going to happen because Disney got to Sony first after That's... their stars contract ended. So confusing. Yep, that's yeah, that's no the absolute cluster that um that is comic rights yeah. or streaming rights in general. Just a whole mess. Who, 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 who the heck has stars these days? Who I uses stars? I, every time, there are so many times where I um I sit down to watch something and I'm like, okay. Maybe it's already on a streaming service I own. So when you Google a movie, it'll show you what streaming services it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll just find all these like new bullshit ones I didn't know existed. Um, and I don't really want to want to oh, pay for yeah. them. Like, and then you just go da 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 da. Fubo TV. Yeah, yeah, Fubo. Or um, I remember during Thanksgiving, I really wanted to watch the uh the Macy's Day Parade. So uh. I had to fucking sign up for Peacock, which is a thing I also didn't know existed. Yeah, I watched um, Peacock. I used Peacock to watch the Chucky show and the Chucky movies. Yeah. Yeah, but they took the Chucky movies off after Halloween, which was kind of frustrating. Kind of cringe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little annoying. Because I need because I needed I needed the I needed to, I needed them for my Chucky vid. Right. Yeah. It's just it's. It's becoming a little too much, um, and everybody makes the joke where it's like you might as well pay for cable because all the streaming services just make it like paying for cable again anyway. Oh, yeah, and cable nowadays they offer streaming services as a free bonus. Yeah, so it's just like, but the uh, downside is you have to have a you have to have cable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. true. You can just like I have HBO Max because of a phone plan thing. So like, there's there's other ways like to like get it bundled with things there like is that. but if you want to actually have if you just think of something and say oh i want to watch that it's not as simple as is it on this or that it's where in the world i have to play where in the world is what carmen san diego with freaking buzz lightyear star command because it's not on disney for some reason and i have to go to either a third party or you know a fourth party which is da 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 yeah 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 da 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 yeah um anyway yeah. uh, uh i i've said everything about spider-man i um i have to say so yeah, i don't know if you want to move on yeah um there's a good pokemon game holy crap oh yeah pokemon arceus and it, by the way before we continue this conversation it is pronounced arceus I thought it was okay. I've always I've always said Arceus and I know that I people can never agree so I I, just, I I go with the official Pokedex that was on the Nintendo 3DS that boasted as a selling point official pronunciations of Pokemon oh, Arceus okay. So is it Giratina or is it Garatina? Giratina 
Okay, yeah, that's the correct one. Um, I have not played. Uh, I have not played Legends yet. Um, I've seen a lot of people are having fun with it. Um, it's legitimately of- one of the best Pokemon games I've played in recent years. Yeah, everybody's saying that. I um, I've been very hesitant to get it. I wanted to, uh, a general consensus before I got it, which is what I usually do for um, I usually do that for most games. Uh, I very rarely hop on games as soon as they come out. I think the last game I bought day one was uh, No More Heroes three. I got Arceus day one, but I made a point to get it physically. That way, if it sucked, I could easily return it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which is something good. I should have done with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. Uh, because I absolutely know. had a terrible time playing Sword and Shield. It was so heart wrenchingly boring. Mm-hmm. But that's my personal opinion. I'm, yeah, I know there's uh, people that enjoy it. I didn't, but I feel like Arceus just did everything that Sword and Shield wanted to do. Just did it better. Uh, I I'm uh, admittedly very behind on the Pokemon front. Uh, I the last like mainline Pokemon game I played was um, Sun and Moon. Oh yeah, Sun and Moon's a good one. Um. I've played a few of the spinoff games. Like I, uh, I, I bought the new Pokemon Snap, which I, I really, really enjoyed. Um, besides that, I haven't really had any, uh, any want to play. Like I didn't really want to play Sword and Shield. Uh, the, the Brilliant Diamonds and uh, Shining Pearl uh, remakes didn't really catch my eye that much. Um, and from what I've heard from most people, it's, it's not really worth the money i mean yeah if you if you're playing it for nostalgia reasons you have the superior version already in a ds cartridge yeah just play pot just play pot in him mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's literally the exact same game you're getting nothing new out of it outside of maybe accessibility to a, a younger generation which that means nothing to you see the thing about pokemon remakes right now to me is um I think it's a good idea to remake the really old ones. So like Fire Red and Leaf Green were a good idea. Um, Heart Gold, Soul Silver were great. Everybody loves those games. And mm-hmm. um, I'd say they basically make the old ones obsolete. And then you get into rough territory where like, I don't think Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were a bad idea. Um, but they also are remakes of the game with the new Pokemon gimmicks in them. So you have stuff like Mega Evolution and just all the the fixings that come with a new Pokemon. Uh, And now we're kind of getting into this whole thing where um, it's basically a, a new Pokemon game wearing the skin of an old one. Where um brilliant like diamond and pearl now uh, are very much just like sword and shields um but just they have the same story and elements as diamond and pearl i guess mm-hmm. um also they don't look very good which is the most disheartening thing and something about um like sword and shield it started with sun and moon which was an interesting gimmick what if you were the rival and your opponent was actually supposed to be the quote protagonist where they chose the pokemon weak to yours right they kept doing that because they thought oh it incentivizes people to play more no it makes the game boring 
if I can beat my rival in one hit, that's not fun. It's a power yeah. trip the first time it happens, which like, yeah. But after like five times of you battling, every time you get a gym badge, it's boring. Also, the uh, the beginning of Sun and Moon is really like kind of a slog. Um, to to be a completely honest, mm-hmm. um, I I do not I I, I don't understand why uh, Pokemon games don't have a thing where it's like, oh, have you played a Pokemon game before? If you click yes, mm-hmm. it's it skips like a substantial amount of like the tutorial. Um, just yeah. not all the new stuff. Because at this point, a significant amount of people have played enough Pokemon, and a lot of the new games aren't going to be people's entry point. Which, I mean, it's going to be somebody's entry point, which, yeah, you're going to want to have those things there. But I feel like you could have that in an isolated tutorial, like, I don't know, like a dream sequence you could have. Yeah, yeah. Or just, or at least make them easy to skip through. Um, because yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, Game Freak thinks they still make their games specifically and only for like children and i get that's like like core demographic so it's fine to make them mostly like that but you also have to take into account like a lot of people still buying pokemon games or people who have grown up with pokemon yeah yeah so it it's just kind of like a take them into account kind of thing yeah, but um, I played um our Pokemon Legends arc, yes, and I think this is the like this should be how Pokemon games are made going forward. Like, open world um Pokemon can attack you. I think that's a cool concept. Yeah, the way Arceus is structured is nice. Although Game Freak has gone on record in saying that this is a spin-off game, which, haha, we're gonna see this concept maybe twice and they'll forget about it ever existing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's yeah. like, uh, all right. So the the blame is split when it comes on to a bad Pokemon game between Game Freak, but mostly the Pokemon company themselves because they set the restrictions on Game Freak, especially pushing for that Christmas release, which leads to rushed games. Like I see a lot of people assign blame to different places. I'm guilty of it too, just like solely being Game Freak bad. But it's also Pokemon company bad. They're both at fault here. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I guess it's a, it's a pick your battles kind of thing where there are some things that are very obviously like on Game Freak's like fault. Um, like, like, uh, for instance, how lazy they got with the Pokedex for Sword and Shields. Yep. Like it, it's not that it was impossible. Every Pokemon can fit on that cartridge because that's not only was it proven because all the Dex information was in there to begin with. But also, every single Pokemon kit is pretty much cataloged in Arceus's data, too. Right, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole different bag of worms that I feel like if we open, uh, we'll be here forever. Yep. Um, so generally, I just... Um, I haven't played Arceus yet. I, I plan to play it eventually. Uh, I'm, I'm glad people are enjoying it. Um... It would be cool if this was like Mystery Dungeon, where it's just a new option for people who love Pokemon but don't really want to play the mainline ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, mainline I, ones are pretty generic. I uh, I saw some concepts running around uh, that 
I thought were really cool where um just other legends games that take place that's in what like they, that's that's what they should do. I think that should be like I would love to see what they would do for like a Pokemon uh like if it's all based around the mythicals then Pokemon Legends um I don't know like Meloetta or maybe like dang it there's also one that I'm not going to spoil that's already in the game that could have mm-hmm. uh, had its own game what um what takes place which which Pokemon region is like the uh, the American one I I forget uh, I can't remember but uh, somebody said taking that one and making it the old west would be really neat Mm, a mix of Old West, of, of, although you could get into, like, uh, easily get into controversy if you decided to depict, like, uh, indigenous people in a very specific way. You had to play those cards very carefully. Yeah, I'd say so, but, um... Yeah, like, I remember people were pissed about Long Gone Gulch. Like, like one guy, a guy on Twitter was. Yeah, but who cares? And that's a single person on Twitter. Yeah, that is a single person on Twitter. And that's um, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, I unfortunately don't have more to say about Pokemon. Um, yeah. Until uh, I actually yeah, Pokemon play it. Legends Arceus. 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 Yeah, Arceus. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh let's move in a broader direction. We had a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, we did have a Nintendo Direct. And it was um, awesome. There's so much good. cool stuff. Uh, I, I'm not as let down as I thought I would be because uh, I, I kept my expectations very low for this one. Um, oh, yeah. Not not out of like any cynical kind of sense, more just like it's a uh, it's a beginning of the year Nintendo Direct. So those are usually either really good or really bad. So I was just kind of like in the middle. But um, I was surprised at how much good shit is coming out. Yeah, I was not expecting a new Mario Strikers game. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that took everybody by surprise. I just, like, Strikers Charge was one of my favorite games for the Wii, and just to see it come back with, like, they they incorporated the art style into the gameplay with these crazy shaders that just play out mid-game, and it's so cool! Yeah, um, I remember, I know a lot of people were pointing out that it was weird, um, Daisy isn't there. Yeah, mm, uh, I have a couple of theories about that. I, I'm pretty sure she's probably going to be because uh, someone pointed out we see uh, Bowser in Daisy's colors. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking it, is like this is a this is a trailer, but it's more than likely an early trailer. They said it was coming in June, so it's more than enough time to like work on it. She probably wasn't ready at the time of the trailer's construction. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's Daisy. She's in all the sports games. Yeah, right. Uh, the cosmetic designs look really cool. Uh, I'm excited to see how uh, those play out. Um, also, if she's not there at launch, it's more. It's almost definitely going to be a post-game DLC thing, or at least like it's like new new characters coming in throughout the year. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sad the goalie isn't uh, isn't a Kremlin anymore. That's a little disappointing, but um. Mm. So it, it feels appropriate for it to be boom boom. Yeah, no, Boom Boom is a good choice. His gigantic um, hands, he doesn't have, to wear the, uh, doesn't have to wear the gloves. No. Um, I'm trying to think of what else got announced. Uh, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are finally oh, on. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing through Earthbound again. It's uh, still just as awesome. Uh, I've never played Earthbound, so this might I might uh, play it through the first time. Um, it's really soon. fun. Uh, you might get stuck sometimes. There is no shame in looking up a walkthrough. 
Uh, my brother, um, actually, so he loves Earthbound. He uh, he played through the first game um, while using a uh, PDF scan of the uh, original official strategy guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a really fun way to play it if you want to do that. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Chuck Conroy's uh, Let's Play of that game is so entertaining and fun. And it's just like a blast to go through the game with him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, pro tip. Uh, don't actually play Earthbound Beginnings. Uh, it sucks. It played... <laughs> no, so not you can play the game, but there is a um, I'll have to find out which uh, I'll, I'll have you link it in the uh, description, maybe. Uh, but there is a better fan made remake of that game uh, that uh, is a better experience. It just it just like. It has quality of life changes and all that that make the game more palatable. Don't tell, don't tell, um, don't, don't, don't tell a publication about it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'll, um, that's, that's yeah, because, but that's, yeah. it's not the best, but that's definitely not the best version of that game to play. Um, I don't know if we're going to get Mother 3. I feel like they would have announced it batched with those. Yeah. If, I mean, there is a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but um, people have been clamoring for Mother Three for years. Yeah, it's technically not. It's not. It is not a Super Nintendo game or an NES game. It's a it's game a Game Boy, Boy Advance game. game. Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, Game Boy Advance Online launch title or surprise title later on. Mother Three. Not saying it's going to happen. But. Yeah, but in order for that to happen, we need the Super Game or the Game Boy Advance, like. The Game Boy Advance uh, emulator implies the existence of regular Game Boy and Game Boy Color and all that rigmarole. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised... That's probably going to be like an online premium, though. Uh, I was surprised to see the uh, the outcry of uh, how people excited... Or, like, how excited people are for um, Live Alive. Yeah, uh, as a... Mm. I was kind of mad that trailer it was just like, oh, uh, all right, another RPG thing. Cool. It looks like, it looks like a cool game. Uh, I have just never heard of it, and I assume most people have never heard of it, but uh, people are excited. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I remember like when I was watching you on stream, my friends were like, is this Earthbound? And like, oh, it's not Earthbound. Uh, <laughs> Chrono Cross uh, is finally a thing. That's really exciting. The logo looked very sick. Yeah, uh, Xenoblade 3, I'm sure a lot of people are excited for that. I'm sure all the fans of Xenoblade are really happy about that. Uh, um, the thing that, uh, Mario Kart, okay, uh, people are divided. No Mario Kart 9, but Mario Kart 8 getting basically a whole nother game's worth of tracks for, like, $30. Uh-huh. Or, if, you, like, they're trying to make the expansion pass more worth it, and that feels very justified... Uh, not justified yet. I'm still waiting for Kirby 64, but mm-hmm. it, it, it they're slowly making it like I'm, I was correct in my prediction. They're going to be adding these huge DLC packs as part of Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, which, yeah, that makes sense. You're paying that much. You better get something extra for it. Yeah, um, I I was saying this last night. I. I don't really understand why people are so upset that there's not going to be a Mario. Like, I get okay, I get it. Mario Kart Eight has been around for a long time. It's it launched on the Wii U, and it's just been kind of continuing since then. But like, 
I don't know. It, it, I, I feel like Mario Kart 9 is going to happen anyway. Like, we all know Mario Kart 9 is going to be a thing eventually. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see any harm in releasing a buttload of DLC for a really pretty good price, not going to lie. Like, 48 oh, yeah. 25 bucks versus a whole new uh mario kart game that you have to wait for for 60 i don't know it's just and plus it's like a win-win for everyone because like mario kart 8 is like one of the most it is the most sold nintendo switch game period everybody who owns a switch more than likely has mario kart 8 so that's potential so everybody has the potential and the has all the benefit to gain this dlc because they already own the game there's there's a there's a thing I've noticed that there's a um when it comes to people like who are big fans of Nintendo, there's a weird Nintendo cope that comes along with like I, I've noticed that it's like, oh, Smash Ultimate comes out and Nintendo is like, hey, here's literally the best Smash game ever made, and here's a bunch of amazing DLC characters. And there are people who are like, What the fuck do you mean there's no Crash Bandicoot? What do you mean he's not there? And they're, like, really angry for a little bit. And then, like, Kazuya or Sora will come in, and they'll completely forget about what they were angry about. And up until another Fire Emblem character makes an appearance. Right. It's the same, but it's the same thing now, where it's, like, it's, like, hey, you know this, you know this really great, like, definitive Mario Kart game that you've been playing for a long time and have loved? Here's a bunch of new tracks. And they're like, what do you mean that doesn't mean Mario Kart 9? What are you talking about? And then I bet you the moment like Waluigi Pinball gets gets added, they're going to forget all about how angry they were. It's mostly because like if the old the old adage stands true. People don't know what they want. No. Well, and also 48 tracks like one you love is going to be there. I promise you that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I don't think they're all going to be, like, rips from older games. They could be originals. They never said they weren't going to be. Well, I... Are people theorizing that it was termed Mario Kart Tour? I don't think that's the case. Oh, well, some of the the tracks are going to be imported from Tour, but also, like, they're going to be remixed because they were designed to be modular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no way, like, they're going to... Um, but yeah, okay. like I find it interesting that tour is like treated like an official Mario Kart title. I found that yeah. interesting. I mean, it's got of all its own tracks, which is really cool. Um, yeah, the Tokyo track looks fucking amazing. And now I won't have to wait in a rotation to actually play it. Yeah, exactly. Um, wait, rotation? Uh, well, the way Mario Kart Tour works is um, you, every uh, couple weeks or so you get these preset tracks that you get to play with challenges, which, against they're all AI opponents. None of them are yeah, ever real people. I, I played some Mario Kart Tour. It, 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 was, it was... And the only way you can get ahead is if you play this really terrible gacha game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I don't, don't play it. Like, at least with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, like, the paint, the, like, they had loot boxes, sure. But it's never pay to win. Yeah, it wasn't pay to win. Like you could subscribe to this dumb monthly thing, which was not worth it at all. It was dumb. Somebody pointed out that for uh, you could either get forty eight tracks from Mario Kart, or you could buy Diddy Kong in the mobile game. Right. Exactly. 
Like the pricing yeah. there is absolutely messed up. But uh, yeah. I think um, Nintendo, afterwards, Nintendo. There be some whales who would buy, who would buy a Diddy Kong or something. Not to say there aren't. I'm pretty sure that game still makes a ton of money. Ergo, it's still online. Yeah. I'm sure Pocket um, Camp makes a lot of money. But considering Nintendo's washed their hands of, of mobile development, they they're not they're not making anymore. There's like yeah, yeah this isn't us. Yeah, they, they they updated. They're updating some of the games, but yeah, Do Mario, the Doctor Mario game is gone. Um, yeah, the Super Mario Run is that going away or? I can still access it. I tried it the other day. It still works. Okay, so you can still buy that. That's like that that game you actually can pay for. You can pay for it, like, play it, and it because it's supposed to be a single player experience. Yeah. Uh. Uh, any uh, anything else in the Nintendo Direct was mm, all right. Nintendo Switch Sports is a stupid name. The fact that they didn't advertise Mii's right off the bat was stupid. But still, I'm glad we have it. Yeah, yeah. it. it um... I can play bowling again and relive the memories I had at school playing Wii bowling. Um, I'm not particularly excited for the sports, but I, I think it'll be cool. It's a budget title too. It's only forty bucks. Yeah. Um. The only other game I was pretty excited for is uh that Gundam game looks like lots of fun. Oh uh, yeah, that looks gonna... <laughs> big Zam. Yeah. It's big Zam there. Uh, I'm excited for pe to see people uh try uh Dread Mode. <laughs> I can't. The people. Oh man, Pro Gerard the Completionist is gonna have a a. Oh no. Oh, everything good? Yeah. Think, yeah. All right. Um, for some reason, Twitch had done a weird thing. Shade, cut that out of the YouTube recording. Okay. Okay. I cannot wait for people to show up on stream and just be like, "All right, guys. All right, guys. Today we're gonna be doing Metroid Dread mode, and yeah. then proceed to watch them die over and over again, like we're playing Megalovania." <laughs> um. Yeah, oh yeah, Metroid Dread. I should pick that up. At oh, it's really fun. Speaking of Megalovania, uh, that, um... Tycho! Oh God. Yeah, Tycho! Tycho drums! I, okay, I will be a complete... Like, I'm already sold on it, but if they uh, sell an actual drum kit for it, uh, I'll be even more in. I think that's already a controller that you can buy. It's just really hard to track down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, I love those games. Uh, I, I play them all the time in the arcade. Um, and, uh... Yeah, no, it's exciting to see it. Also, with um, so many tr like so many songs. Also, uh, the, the thing is, they're doing the Ubisoft thing. Uh, Seventy-five songs in the cartridge, but you can get a subscription service for like five hundred songs, mm. and that made me want to vomit. That's the only thing. Um, well, yeah, apparently an Evangelion song is in the list. Of oh, that's cool. That are, I think that's good to know. Um. Oh yeah, speaking of um scummy business practices, uh I I hope that if you for some reason bought Kingdom Hearts on cloud, uh you never beat Sephiroth. Oh no. Never ever. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't care that you bought Kingdom Hearts Cloud Edition. I do. You're you're listen, listen. There are, you can literally buy the entire, the, you can buy all of those no, games 
in one collection on PS4 for 25 bucks. Nah, now the joke was that I don't care that you broke your elbow. <laughs> okay. But, um, but, um, that, but, um, yeah, the game's cheaper to get, um, like for PS4. Also, uh, Kirby. Uh, oh, yeah. Kirby got a big mouth. Yeah. Kirby, your car now, Kirby. Kirby car, Kirby car. Kirby car, Kirby. There's so many good... There, a, a lot of good memes came out of... Oh, yeah, I love the mouthful mode memes that are being circulated right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, people made VLC a Kirby cone. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I did. I My, my VLC media player is now Kirby cone. I love okay. it. I need, I, love I, need, it. I, need, I need to find that. I need to find that. I'll send you my file. Um... A good meme I saw is um, it was the uh, the part of Squid Game where they were looking at all the uh, the shapes on the wall, and it was uh, like uh, Ring Kirby, um, Vending Machine Kirby, and Cone Kirby. <laughs> That's a really good. That's one. really good. <laughs> um, I cannot wait for this game. It looks so much. Fun. It looks like so much fun. It does. It does also, there was furry bait. Yeah, yeah, there was. It was only like it was only half a second, not even a full second. But my gosh, that little tiger lady got a lot of fan art in yeah. less than a day. Yeah, that um, it it sucks because there are other bosses that look really cool, like that uh, that armadillo guy looks neat. Um, the uh, the upgraded version of the uh, the walrus guy that's in every game looks really cool. Oh yeah, Mister um, Frosty. Yeah, no, it just it looks like a really solid game. I uh I don't see it being bad like at all. Yeah, when they said we're entering a new era of Kirby after uh Star Allies, I was like, hmm, I wonder what that'll entail. I like where they're going. I like this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah, I'm also excited about Splatoon three. Um the salmon run looks Of course, good. like we're getting closer and closer and I get it's a summer game. It's, I want it now. Splatoon Splatoon three is coming out this summer and I'm excited. Yeah, so there's a um, um, I'll th- probably get it. I, I might get it physicals or or maybe digital. I'm not sure. So there's a thing that um, I haven't seen a lot of people point out, but um, so the uh, the framing of the the big salmon uh, that is the exact same framing as uh, the first elder dragon you fight in a uh, Monster Hunter Worlds. <laughs> I, I i don't know if it's like an uh, like a direct reference or if it's just a coincidence but i thought it was really funny more than likely it's a coinkinink i i think it's most mostly more supposed to be a godzilla reference but like the exact it's the exact same like framing um yeah i loved i love splatoon 2 so i'm excited about splatoon 3 and the potential yeah. of that game uh, i missed the boat on Splatoon 2 because I got a switch right I got a switch literally right after um the last Splatfest for Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I'm really hoping to to jump on this one. Yeah, um, if get in early because the Splatfests are so much fun. If you can come if you can like get with a group of people and you're all actually willing to agree on the same team. Mm-hmm. And also, hmm I, yeah, with each new game so far we've gotten a new idol duo. First one was Callie and Marie. Then the second one was Pearl and Marina. What are we getting this time? We haven't had an idol intro this time. Yeah, no, I'm wondering what's. Go- I wonder uh, what's going to be going on. Um, 
Probably. We could get Pearl and Marina again, or we could get a new duo and we'll introduce whoever it is, probably in a Splatoon direct. Like that'll be the beginning. We'll yeah, right, yeah. right before the premiere. Probably a direct sometime in the summer, right before the game goes live. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Um, Fire Emblem Warriors. That's that. That actually looks like lots of fun. That definitely um, exists. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like Dynasty Warriors, and I loved Three Houses, so it's it's kind of a good, perfect game for me. I need yeah. to play Three Houses still. I bought it, like, I got it for Christmas a few years ago, still have not played it. It's a great game. It, it's it's definitely, um, i definitely say it's one of the best introductions to somebody who wants to get into Fire Emblem. Oh, Especially yeah. because it's a game you can buy for less than $150. <laughs> Portal on a Nintendo hardware, like yeah. a, a Valve game on Nintendo hardware. That's yeah. kind of amazing, which means the Source Engine now runs on the Switch. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually very curious what that's uh, going to mean. Um, it I'm, looks like Portal runs really well on the Switch, so I don't see it being like... My guess is that this is a, sort of like a dipping the toe in the water situation. If this right. really, really reasonably priced... A collection sells well on the switch that could mean like all right we have an audience let's just throw our good stuff on there and we might we might get the half lives and we might get the get the counter strikes and all the good stuff and, and uh, i'm i'm just saying i'm just saying you could totally port half-life alex to the switch and the joy cons would work just fine the joy cons maybe like get that uh, cardboard vr in there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, that'd be so funny! Yeah, yeah, Left for Dead. Uh, Left for Dead, Dead would be cool. on the Switch would be cool. I, I, I play that game a ton. <laughs> Somebody said they they were getting their Steam Deck specifically to play Portal anywhere they go. No, they don't yeah. have to. Oh yeah, Steam Deck. Yeah, Steam Deck. Um, I forgot I was, that was happening. Right. I, 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 I was interested in getting a Steam Deck, but they are pretty pricey. So I did see where. Um, the guys, like the people making the Steam Deck, just released um, ST like 3D files of all the shells and stuff because they know people want to modify it and make it their own. So they released stuff where you could 3D print your own shells. That's cool. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. It's going to be like we're eating good as far yeah. as like good video games to play for the for the year. Yeah. I've already. Yeah, yeah. Pre-ordered Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and I'm still making my way through the rest of Arceus's post game. Arceus, Arceus, <laughs> you did it to yourself. I did it to myself. I only have only myself to blame here. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, the only the only thing left is for that Sonic game to be good, and then we'll be set. You're, that's a long that's that's a pretty big wish right there yeah yeah a sonic game being good yeah i know it's a very very rare occurrence a boy can dream yeah i wish i'm still bitter over sonic colors ultimate yeah yeah no, sonic I, colors I, I, on the wii very first sonic game i loved it it didn't it sell well so a lot of people didn't get to play it and then I hear it gets it's getting realistic. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to experience this really, really good game with good music and good 
level design, and no, it releases a buggy mess with a sound I, with a re, with a remix soundtrack that I didn't like. I heard conflicting idea. I heard like conflicting, um, uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like conflicting uh, words where it's like some people said their copy works just fine. Some people have shown like. I have the physical copy of Sonic Colors for my Switch. It is a buggy, broken mess. It's I have I've never had a frame drop so terrible on this system. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Uh, that sucks. It's absolute yeah, yeah. garbage, and that I hate Sonic Team so much for making it an epic exclusive on PC. Oh. Yeah, oh, Epic no. exclusive. I hate. I hate that. because Epic is mod. exclusively anti-mod, as in modification. Right. Uh, so you can't even modify the game without getting in trouble. Um, We're gonna have to play the waiting game whenever the exclusivity deal ends, which will that, be a bit. That could be a long time. Even by then, the reputation of this game is absolutely trashed. It's now just a cult classic. To where only me and a few others remember the good version on the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, and they have an exclusive deal with Square, so that means no Star Wars Kingdom Hearts, which I really wanted to see, but nope. Oh nope, yeah, that do that. Uh, uh make my... that mod a thing unless you are or something. I don't know. Uh, the only other the the last game I really want ported to uh, Switch, which I'm surprised hasn't happened yet, is uh, Punch Out for Wii. Punch Out for Wii would be oh, yeah. a really good idea because like we already have Arms, and uh, I, by the way, I want Arms too. I don't know what they would do because that world building was absolutely botched, but I want Arms too. I remember there was going to be an ARMS comic book, but that got cancelled. Like, there's only, like, two pages in a free comic book. I remember there was going to be a Splatoon anime, but it was only just, like, the comics in motion comic form. Yeah. Uh. Um. Uh, oh, oh yeah. it, it was not in the direct, but Lego Star Wars, the new one, the newest one, looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably getting it. I'm not gonna lie. The fact that like this is made, you can clearly tell this was made by people who were passionate and knew what the knew what people wanted, but also knew what people like. Of course, people don't know what they want, but also they listen to people. Mumble mode. Mumble mode exists. Yeah. Yeah, well, I heard about that. The um the best thing right now uh is that we are in a time where uh the people who grew up playing certain games are now old enough to make those games. So they kind of like they know what they want and they know what they want other people want. Yeah. And so the thing about it is if you bought a Lego Star Wars game before you knew what you were getting. It was the same levels from the games before, just packaged into a new box with maybe more levels from the newer games. But this is like, a, from the newer whole, movies. like yeah. a whole new thing. Remade from the ground up, different level structure, different camera structure, which I found kind of jarring, over-the-shoulder type deal. I wish they would yeah. pull... I, I, if there is an option to pull the camera back just a little more so I could see more around me, that would make it just perfect. I'm sure there will be. Um, I love that there's like a combat system now. Mm -hmm. 
and more things to do, just more things to do, because like Lego games have had this structure, which it's it's a not a bad structure. Don't get me wrong, but you could see it in like the Lego Marvel games, the Lego Indiana Jones, Batman, Star Wars. It's the it's the same engine running the same types of levels, which they're not bad levels. It's just that you can get tired of that kind of format after a while. Uh, my only my only gripe I think I could say is uh, I'm not a big fan of like the hyper realistic backgrounds with only like partial Lego things in between. You could integrate you could like imagine it as a kid putting the Legos in the ground just just to simulate a better battlefield. I guess so, but I don't know. The thing I really liked about the older Lego games is it looked like everything was made of Lego or at least like had that same aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a little jarring to have backgrounds that look so good, but for like a Lego game. <laughs> Look at check out this RTX on on Lego Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a hundred percent like um the the like uh, Unreal Engine Mario games. <laughs> um, but no, it looks really good. I um I'm probably gonna pre-order it because it it's uh it definitely looks worth it. Um, also I want that Luke minifigure because it looks looks fun. This um, it's gonna be fun. Um, yeah. but while we're talking about Nintendo, we should probably, like, uh, counter the good with, uh, the bad. Um, Gilva Center, sadly, is no longer with us. Uh, like, they're, they're not dead, like, actually, physically, but their channel is. Yeah, yeah. um... Yeah, that, that, that situation really soured, soured me, like... Like, it's like, there's no legal way unless you buy it, buy a copy of Smash Ultimate or Mario 3D All-Stars and plug in your headphones. Besides that, there's no other legal way to get soundtracks of Nintendo music. Like, it's not on Spotify. It was only on YouTube. Maybe there are other sites you can get it off of. Like, there is a site I know where you can just listen to any video game music you want. Um, But that wasn't really the... The only point of Gilda Center, it was a lot of like the conversations in the comments, people reminiscing, yeah, people telling yeah. stories, and it was all that kind of fun stuff. There was That's, arguments that happened in the comments that are gone now. Well, it's they're gone, but they're not gone. Somebody had yeah. had had anticipated this and archived a ton of stuff. It's not all there, but there's a Google Doc right now that has a ton of it, including the comments, all the uploads, the channel icons, the everything. Um, while this while this is sad, um, I I personally would be a little bit more sad if Silva Gunner went away. Siva Gunner, yeah, mm-mm. that that's the thing though. Gilva Center and Siva Gunner were there to like they kind of balanced each other out because right. that was the joke. Like, oh, I'm gonna click on this, but no, it's a it's a silly remix with the Nutshack and Granddad. I I, I just. I personally feel like we would have lost so much more because uh, there's there's a lot of uh, Siva Gunner stuff I listen to regularly and um, a lot of good lore. A, a personal favorite of mine is um, the uh, the King DDD collab he did with some people. My my favorite is the PAL version, uh, quote unquote PAL version of the Mario Athletic theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another great one is um, what is it? Uh, it's um, the uh, crazy taxi uh the the offspring song uh but it's mixed with a love live song yes it's all i want yeah uh so all of those are great um hey so hey, hey I, come on over for rebel taxi yeah i'd oh, be a yeah, little bit 
I'd be a little bit more remiss if those were gone. Um, but it is it is sad. It it is. so. Have you heard the 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 conspiracy theory that um it's not actually Nintendo who took him down? It was somebody posing as Nintendo, uh, causing like false flags. That is very possible. Theory. It's very possible, uh, but at the same time, um, like there's both there's uh, several things to it. Nintendo has every legal right to do this. They're not in the. They're not in the legal wrong for doing that. Just the moral wrong. There's also yeah. the fact that Team YouTube straight up said yes. These claims are from Nintendo. I mean, wow. it's it is it, it's Team YouTube. It might be an automated bot saying that, but the fact that it came from the official YouTube Twitter, they it like leads some validity to that maybe being the case. Yeah, no. But it's not like that. YouTube's not lied before. Yeah, it it could be false flags. Who knows? But speaking I, of which, I'm under, I'm under I'm under the belief that it isn't, but not saying that's impossible. Let's actually talk about YouTube in general a little more. Um, what a terrible website, am I right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I um I'm the only one of us who's not a YouTuber, so I I've never had to deal with the nightmare of oh wait actually no um that's not true um I I had to re-upload uh to to circle back uh the um the uh theme song I wanted to use for the uh, Johnny Test podcast was the uh, remix of the Johnny Test theme but with American Idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I thought that was funny. Uh, and it got content claimed like the minute I put it up. So I had to re-edit it and, uh, put it back up. But that's the only experience I've ever had with, uh, anything yeah. like that. It's, well, I mean, it's not, you don't even have to be a YouTuber to feel the effects of like the terrible management that goes on up there. Removing the dislike, uh, removing dislike visibility alone has a lot of negative repercussions. Yeah, because now scammers can get away with producing scams. Well, not only that, it's like a lot of people gauge the like-to-dislike ratio in order to prejudge content. Where, like, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, this yeah. is a really good video. This'll be... Like, if it's long, and it has a good like-to-dislike ratio, it's like, alright, this is pretty entertaining according to the masses. Let me see if it's worth it. And you watch it. Yeah. yeah I, I, if they take the comment section next, um, I'm gonna... I'm, that, I mean, I don't think they will, but that would that would frustrate me if they did. Uh, I wanted to throw out there um, for people who may be unaware, uh, there is a Google uh, Chrome plugin uh, that you can very easily download that brings back the dislike button. That yeah. kind of works. And what it's doing is it's using a sort of archive. It only works on this very old system that YouTube technically has in their code, but that can easily right. be patched out any day. I guess so, but it's better than nothing at the moment. Yeah. It's better than nothing, kind of something. It's just yeah. really like it it's kind of um it's kind of frightening in a way where you don't really uh you don't really know what you're going to lose uh next like you you want all of um you want all of your favorite content to stay in the same place and then you could just kind of wake up one day and it uh, it's completely gone. Somebody's channel um, entirely being deleted for no reason. That's happened multiple times to several big notable channels. One of my um, one of the biggest hits to me was uh, there was a channel called uh, Sailor Moon Says, 
mm-hmm. uh, that posted really funny out of context clips uh, from Sailor Moon. Um, and uh, Toei Animation went on its whole tirade of just copyright striking everything that was clips of its shows. So that channel just basically got so many strikes that it had to be deleted. And now there, there's no way for that channel to exist anymore. No archives, no nothing. Well, so the only... It's archived on... um the uh uh sailor moon says has a discord uh where all the clips are uploaded um but uh archive channels of it only exist for so long before toei kind of like strikes oh, it down yeah, toei they're like oh your video can be viewed in japan even though it's not intended for japan audience bye bye go away yeah. forever even though later. it's for a u.s audience ban 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 like it's frustrating yeah. Like now, now the now I'm um, the Pokemon. The studio that owns Pokemon is like doing the same crap, and it's it's really annoying. It's um, getting really really hard to make like, and, and you know why it happens too. YouTube is very willing to bend their knee to somebody like a big company, and instead yeah. of like because they are very aware of how many people make money producing content for their website. And they still go, all right, uh, no. And that's why a lot of people don't rely on YouTube con- YouTube content alone to make money. It's usually like they go to Patreon. They have full-fledged studios where they make a whole swaths of things. And people have merch shops yeah. just to make ends meet. But yeah, I'm glad people made a stink about the Totally Not Mark situation. And like he got geo-blocking. But at the same time, it's not fixed these japanese companies like find other ways and like that no one not everyone has geo blocking that needs to be something everyone has but you have to be a youtube partner i mean not a youtube partner i think that's one of the requirements but you have to be in an mcn to get access to that or really 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 popular Mm-hmm. to access that technology when any everyone who reviews anime should have that technology so that way, like, Toei or ShowPro can't go after them because they're following U.S. fair use law and whatever other countries have that fair use law. Well, Just... it, it's it's also uh, affecting people who... So so one of my, one of my favorite uh, examples uh, recently is the, uh, lead, the lead guitarist of Dragon Force has a, uh, has a Twitch. Um... And he had his Twitch muted for playing his own music. That's yeah, messed, that's... Up. Yeah, that uh, messed up. Same thing happened to Snoop Dogg, where he was um, he was uh, streaming and he was playing his own music in the background, and his stream got muted uh, without him knowing for like we- for like a few weeks. And it's kind of amazing how these big companies worth thousands of dollars, millions, or sorry, millions and trillions of dollars can't get decent customer service for the people that they're paying. I mean, they don't really, the thing is, I think that the the long and short of it is they don't really care. Of course they don't care. They hardly need to. But yeah, I have to dealt with some dumb copyright stuff. Like I did a Doctor Who review 
And uh, it, it didn't get a lot of views, so it doesn't matter. But um, this was my big October upload. Anyway, what I did was I, I edited it. I didn't, like, test for copyright since it was, like, a nightmare to edit. Like, because my Premiere would not render it properly for hours. But I finally rendered it. I uploaded it. It got copyright claimed. Then it got copyright claimed a second time, like, after I appealed the first one. I mean, disputed the first one. And, yeah. like, I disputed both of them. And BBC was like, no, we own your video, even though it's a review. Right. Yeah. It's just, um, I, I feel like we've been, I think, I think I'm like foreign, like studios and companies, they, they view fair use differently. Right. In the U S cause like when I, when I got a claim from Cartoon Network, I disputed, they were like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. And same thing for Warner brothers. Like they, they realize, oh, this is a review, but if it's like an, an anime studio, they're going to be like, no, or, or in other countries like making it. Um, there might be a dispute. They might be like, they might be like, no, we own your video, well, or the, no, we can't let you see the video. We're blocking it worldwide. The fair use thing has been a, a problem for a really long time. I remember, um, I remember back in the day, uh, Channel Awesome had its whole yeah, big thing. Yeah, where's the where's the fair use? But to, yeah, yeah. To be fair, there was that five second movie thing where they just clipped. I mean, that you could argue that is. Like it's transformative. It's like a parrot parody kinda. Like if there's edits in there. But mm -hmm. that was one thing they got in trouble for, the fives movie and movies in five seconds. Right. Yeah. Um But I think they got in trouble for actual reviews too. So that was yeah. that was like what like made it more popular. Like I remember they were on Blip TV because of YouTube content ID. That mm, all the alternatives to YouTube and they just Every time they try, they try, they offer something, but they fail for one reason or another. I remember, uh, I believe Blip uh, couldn't compete with YouTube because uh, it didn't have a pay model for its creators. And another one that came out that I can't remember the name of, they, like, as soon as uh, the demonetization program first came out, um, they immediately advertised that you could say and do pretty much whatever you want, but that also came with the caveat of um, haha, we don't really have that kind of a big of a server platform yet, so we can't host everybody's so videos was, all at was, once. Was it VidMe or Vanilla? It was something along the lines of that. And then Storyfire is the most recent one that they are trying to do, and it was made by a YouTuber, if I remember correctly. The issue with it, I think it's dead now. Like, I know, like, it might as well be a podcast for it exclusive. Now it's on YouTube. So basically, yeah, it, it, it wasn't successful. Um, the big problem I have with it was, oh, you want to upload a video here? You got to pitch your show to us. Like, what kind of system is that? And, like, they still have that option. Like, I can, I can write fan fiction and put it on, um, like, I can write, like, well, not fan fiction, but you can write stories on Storyfighter. You can, like, publish your own stories. Like that's a that's a weird feature the site has, which I think's interesting. But if you had the option to upload videos and write stories and post both, like without pitching, like because they want exclude the thing with Storyfire is they want an exclusive series to compete with YouTube. That's like why they got all these big YouTubers to sign up for it. But it bombed, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe I'm... because of the whole like exclusive deal thing and the pitching. 
Like, not a lot of people could upload there, aside from, like, big names who signed exclusive deals, like, if yeah. I reached out to. I, uh, I know, um... I know McJuggernuggets made his own platform that only, like, really specific people can be on. Yeah, that was Storyfire. Yeah. Which is still a thing, but no one uploads to it, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think so. I think the only um, platform that's been able to stand toe-to-toe, well, not really toe-to-toe, but they've been kind of sitting in the shadows for the longest time, has just been Newgrounds.com. And that's mostly because it treats its animators with respect. But even then, it's not like it's, that's that's only for animation and stuff. It's not really for people who do like regular videos. Yeah. Um. OK, so I'm looking at Storyfire right now and man, man, the views are not good. Like the highest viewed video on the page under trending videos is 175 views, which is oh. usually what my recent videos get. But then it goes down from there. Questions for the community, 44 views. My mm. first job at Hershey Park, Horror Story, 37 views. Oh, and, a, and, a th- and a social experiment video, 35 views. It gets bit worse. Uh, well, that's oh, just, you can chop that up to Storyfire just not being a well-advertised website and up, not many man? people using it. Yeah, what's, that's true. Is, what's the website that, um, that uh, H Bomber guy and Sarah Zed uh, all upload their their stuff to. Um, what is I... it? Uh, ah. I forgot. I know. Um, Captain Midnight uses it too, and yeah. Lindsay Ellis, before she quit making content, was gonna upload exclusive. Oh, Nebula, Nebula. Yeah, that's that one's very restrictive, and I assume only lets on like certain people. And that yeah, and that restrictive it, nature is what separates a lot of those like imitation websites, which is what they are. From YouTube Nebula because YouTube will allow pretty much every, anything within reason. Mm-hmm. Nebula is Netflix for video essays. That's pretty much what it is. You gotta <laughs> pay to watch their videos. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, that model is also very hostile to the consumer. Not like, not like rough hostile, but mostly like if you want to put stuff out there and you want a lot of people to see it, you can't put it behind a paywall. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Nostalgia Critic used to do that. Yeah, no one was a fan of that. Of course, there is a way to monetize your content, but you have to be very careful about it, or else, like people are going to assume that you're money hungry, or um, that like Patreon content makes sense because you're still making money to produce what you love, but you're doing it in conjunction with the stuff you put out there for free. And it's like Patreon's like throw a couple bucks at me, and I'll make something exclusive for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, that might be. Yeah, that's what um, like my friend had an idea for for my other podcast, like doing some like stuff that like I don't know. Patreon exclusive. I don't know. Don't know if that'll happen, but like I um, think it's like well, what what I, what a lot of my friends are using now is Ko-Fi. Oh, Kofi. Yeah. Kofi. Yeah, it has Patreon like features, but it's like. There's with Patreon. There was that whole, oh, you better sign up now, or we're changing terms of service. I didn't do that. Like I, I could have done that. That probably would have been a smart idea, but I didn't do that. So like, if I were to do a like content creator like monetization, like for early viewing or something, I do Kofi. Co- co- Don't think I'm gonna do that, but like yeah. that would be the way to go. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh... 
my only other horse in this race is uh, I, I plan to make content very soon, and I, I'm kind of... It's, it's stressful to think about, like, how much of a pain in the ass it's going to be to just get started. Uh, especially with all these, like, new restrictions and shit. So I, I, it's... Yeah, yeah, I, like, I remember I was, like, watching videos when demonetization became a thing, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to... Don't know if I want to do YouTube. And then uh, I made YouTube videos and um, I rarely get demonetized unless it's like copyright, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. Like I have not seen the yellow dollar sign in a long while. That's good to know. Yeah, um, so you don't need to worry about that. Just like you like nowadays, like if you're monetized, you can like there's a checkbox like, oh, do you swear a little bit in the video? Type plus press here. Do you talk about any sensitive topics? Press here, press here, press here. And then um, it, it'll say safer ads usually. Yeah. You just um, can't swear in like the first five or so minutes. First 30 seconds, yeah. Uh, anyway. Like I, know Pan, I know Pan like now, he like has a little buffer before his intro, which has a ton of swearing. Like the, the right. super, that, that cartoon, the super effers. Um. Anyway, do we want to move on to a a, a lighter topic? Because I I uh, I know we wanted to talk about the Mario movie. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Mario movie at the time of recording could potentially very might might have a trailer tomorrow at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah it's Amy, uh, we don't we don't know. Yeah, it, it's the day before the Super Bowl, and usually they uh, they advertise a lot of stuff uh, at the Super Bowl and. We didn't get a trailer at we didn't get a trailer during the direct. Uh, so we assume we're going to get one tomorrow because the movie comes out in December and we haven't even had a poster or teaser or trailer. The most which... we've had is uh, Chris Pratt doing little things like, hey, it's me, Mario. That's not the voice, but you'll hear the voice soon. Yeah, it's just because I don't know if it's like a good or bad sign. It's kind of a worrying sign that I feel like they're not confident enough in what they're. Um... They might be doing what they do with the Nintendo Directs, like closer to release. If you just re release a trailer then and then immediately the movie, people are people's expectations are going to be a little lower. Right. Um, I also I maybe they want to try to avoid like a a Sonic blowback thing, but then again, like. The Sonic blowback thing made the movie better, so it did. Could you imagine that design making it? No, I, I would, I, it would not, it would have not have been good. Um, what are your, what are your guys's big predictions for how the movie is gonna go? I feel, I, I don't know if it's gonna be another origin story. Song called like um, One Up or Superstar or something. Yeah, uh, my my big one of my biggest bets is uh, there's going to be a twist villain like most of these movies. Um, and I think it's either going to be um, Donkey Kong. Uh, or for some reason, I thought it would be Toad. <laughs> because because so the only reason I think that is because in Secret Life of Pets, uh, Kevin Hart was the like twist villain and he played like a cute little rabbit um and i feel like toad since he's played by keegan like keegan michael key uh it's gonna be the same story or like 
in the beginning toad's like really cute and innocent and then it gets to the end of the movie and he's like really menacing and and like the one thing i fear is that like it's illumination i don't trust illumination i don't like illumination and i definitely didn't like uh sing and sing had a major problem of let's put the entire plot of the movie in a trailer that made the right. that made the point of going and seeing the movie redundant because you knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, I, I that's a, that is a big issue the movies have. Um, well, no, that was just specifically an Illumination thing. They did it twice. Yeah, yeah, they did. What other uh, movie did they do it with? Sing two. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, look at this obscure musician. Oh, we found the obscure musician. He's gonna perform. Yeah, it's really, it's really odd. Um, my, a lot of people are saying that um, it's gonna be the like, no, it's gonna be like the 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 nobody to hero kind of thing, where like Mario is just a regular plumber or whatever he is, and then he gets like. Another origin story. Yeah, he gets like the yeah. princess's attention and then like or like the princess gets kidnapped and he's the one who thinks he has to Jack like, Black Bowser. Jack Black Bowser. There better be a song. There better be a song. I really want there to be a song. I want Bowser to do a rock opera thing just in the middle where his own flames are his own backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing uh, is, I was yeah, hoping maybe. like, you know, uh, Illumination's philosophy, right? For making movies. To make the most, to make the most appealing general audience appeal movie for as cheap as possible. That's why they reuse right. assets. That's why they made the minions. Oh yeah, so yeah, like I liked Despicable Me one. I thought two was eh, okay. Like I thought it was decent, but yeah, three three was when like they did not know what to do with three. Them. Definitely existed minions, and then minions rise of Gru both definitely are movies wait did rise of Gru come out not yet okay i don't think yeah it's yeah but but my biggest gripe with despicable me 3 was i like the trend in the movies oh oh, big villain is like the main focus Gru versus villain Gru versus villain with despicable me 3 it was like oh look it's trey parker as a like boy like a um, uh, like childhood star turned super villain like if they dedicated a whole movie to that that would have been interesting but instead it's like a bunch of subplots that are just not interesting yeah i um i haven't but seen at many... least at least at least there was a song with trey parker and Pharrell williams that came out of that movie which i really like uh, i haven't seen many illumination films uh, i think i've seen I've seen Despicable Me 1 and 2, which are fine. Uh, I've seen Sing 1. Um, and I saw the Illumination Grinch, which I don't really hate. I actually think that movie's fine. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was okay. I'd was... argue to say it's probably arguably their their best movie. I saw the Lorax. That movie is a mess. I don't know. It became a meme, which um, made it made it, I don't know, like People like really thirsted uh, over the Onceler. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a whole thing. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, there is a small chance that this that the Mario movie could be uh, for Illumination what Spider Verse was for Sony. Right after the Emoji movie, yeah. Yeah, because Sony Pictures has made like made nothing but garbage uh, for a bit, and then they came out with Spider Verse, which 
everybody loved. That's the um, thing, though. I'm hoping, like, because Illumination has been really, really quiet ever since they announced the Mario movie, and that's good. I don't want them to say anything because it means they're hard at work doing something, and I hope that something is a good movie. Yeah, like, they're recording audio now. What I know about this movie is they're going for deep cuts, like a character from Wrecking Crew being, like, Mario's mentor. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that That's the thing I caught me by surprise. They, uh, they mentioned Sp- uh, Spike from Wrecking Crew, which is not something I uh, thought would happen. I wonder if they're going to be bringing any, like, obscure... Well, not really obscure, but just, like, characters Nintendo doesn't use anymore, like Toadsworth or anybody from, uh, like, anybody post the Mario Purge, and you know what I'm talking about, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm more curious how on-model the characters are going to look. Like, is it just going to be one-for-one, like, the Mario model we've had for a long time, or is it going to look different? Well, considering it's, like, a fully animated movie instead of something that has to integrate with the real world, I'm hoping um, the latter. I, I would yeah. I would like to I would like to see the Mario characters in like a new more expressive art style that would be yeah and that would be good again if it wasn't for Illumination and how they model stuff right exactly yeah, I have a huge vendetta against Mario, their one art style how Mario and Garfield are voiced by the same Mario Garfield Emmett from the Lego Movie uh, Star Lord yeah oh yeah Emmett. I, f- I completely forgot Emmett is also Chris Pratt. Yep, Chris Pratt is like that was the that was the big joke for a lot for the longest time. Uh, Chris Pratt voices everything. Yeah. Um, I a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have the prediction that I know is going to happen, where um, either in the very beginning of the movie or at some point, uh, Chris Pratt is going to say something in the Mario voice. And then clear his throat, and he's just going to sound like Chris Pratt. Yep. Uh, uh, I was or, hoping it would be something like near the end. He's like, let <coughs> uh, oh, sorry, let's go. Like, it was, this, it was Chris Pratt voice all the time, but then Mario just, like, clears his throat, and it's actual, actually Charles Martinet. Well, Charles, Charles Martinet is in the movie. Uh, As so we cameos. Yeah, so we don't know who those cameos yeah. are going to be. I, um... I actually think it might be Mario's. I, so my a few guesses are it's going to be Mario's dad, and he's going to sound like Charles Martinet. Um, or uh, you know how in Mario three the king is either like a dog or like turned into something, and then he gets changed back. Mm-hmm. I feel like when he gets changed back, the um, the king's going to be played by Charles Martinet. I feel like. Uh, like Charles Martinet voices a lot of things, but he also voices Wario and Waluigi. Yes. They might be background characters, like doing something while Mario and Luigi are out. Because like they're all four of them are technically plumbers, mm-hmm. so they could all be under the same mentor. And Wario and Waluigi are just in the background doing their own thing in like a side B plot or something. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be kind of funny. I don't know. Um, I really want to be optimistic for this movie, and maybe it will actually blow us away and be good. It's just it's everything it's is standing against this movie. Um we will we will know either tomorrow or soon or sometime in between. Yeah. Can you actually can you can you make me a a promise uh if this comes out uh after the Mario trailer 
can you can you put in a short like clip of you saying it was good or it was bad? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, like uh, bring out the text to speech again. Yeah. Um, just like I hope it's good. It wasn't. Um, real quick, I want to talk about um, just like what have we been watching recently as far as like stuff on streaming services and uh, the internet and things like that. Um, so I just uh, I just started using a friend's HBO Max. Uh, so I uh, am going. I'm going to start watching Adventure Time again uh, because um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, uh, and I also haven't seen any of Distant Lands. Hmm. Uh, the only other notable thing I'm watching right now is uh, me and my brother just decided to watch the entirety of American Dad. <laughs> the well, just all of it. Literally all of it. So the, 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 the precipice of this was um, me and him were watching uh, Family Guy in preparation for LS Mark's video. Mm -hmm. uh, and we only got eight seasons in before Family Guy got too bad to bear anymore. Um, but we're 12 seasons into an American Dad and it's still really good. Oh yeah, speaking of which, um the Dan the Man show, guy who's been on the podcast before, um Dan, he's doing an every American Dad episode reviewed thing. Don't know when that's coming out, but uh, Oh, that that'll be that'll be cool to see. Yeah. He's a big American Dad fan. Yeah, it's a, it's just it's it's one of his best shows. It's, I, I I would honestly argue it's the best of like the three uh, shows. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely want to binge watch American Dad at some point. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I guess I'll watch it from the beginning. So I want, I want to see how it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about American Dad actually is that it has it has weirdly consistent like continuity. Like characters that appeared in like season one and two will still appear in the same kind of way in like later seasons uh, or they'll remember completely innocuous things that you think they would have just forgotten about um like uh for instance so in a really i think in earth season three episode um there's a gag where um francine is on the phone uh with her sister uh, and there's this whole gag where she's like, yeah, of course, you're my sister. And I'm saying you're my sister out loud. So everybody knows I have a sister. Uh, and then later, like five seasons later, we actually meet Francine's sister. When like you would think everybody would have forgotten that she exists. <laughs> uh or there's the same thing where um, in that same episode, Stan is talking to his half brother. Uh, and then again, like five seasons later, we meet his half brother. Weird consistency. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's about but, it. Yeah, American Dad's really good. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, now, but what I've been watching is uh, an HBO Max show that's not a cartoon. It's a live action comedy documentary series called um how to with john wilson it's like produced by nathan fielder oh that show is really um, good yeah. yeah it's really good there's gonna be a season three but what i like about the show is like how it like showcases new york 
You know, like John, he'll like um he'll like run into a guy and be like, Hey, can I follow you? And he's like, Yeah, and then we see like how things work, like recycling centers, or he'll like he'll like drive to a guy's house and like just go inside of it. Um there's an episode where that happens. Um I, I like that he gets away with pretty much anything, uh, because he has a camera. <laughs> yeah, and HBO. Like, if you work with HBO, I think you're good. Like, you're clear for whatever you want to do, as long as it's not anything immoral, you know? hmm One thing that surprised me was that he was, he, like, was involved with that, uh, he, like, had an interaction with that cult. The whatever I forgot what it was called, but the one that that girl from Smallville was a part of, and like he found out about it, and they like were like against it. That was interesting. I thought you were going to talk about Goop, uh, Goop for a second. <laughs> Go to Paltrow's Goop. Goop. No, no, the the like the I'm like there was an acapella like event, and it turned out to be like a cult meet a cult meeting That's... recruitment thing. Uh, my favorite one is um, my my favorite one I've seen is uh, he's just talking. He talks to a random guy in a comic book store, uh, and then he found out that he is a part of a very regular, very dedicated uh, Avatar fan group. And not Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar: The Movie with the Blue People in it. Yeah, yeah. I they, don't think they... I've seen that episode yet, so I'm looking forward to. That. Yeah, no, it's it's so it's so great. Like they. It almost doesn't seem real, but like you, you see how genuine the people in that episode are, and you just like really understand. I like how like when he has to turn his camera off, it's like for like the most mundane of reasons. Like he was in the scaffolding convention, and like you can't record here. There's scaffolding secrets. <laughs> scaffolding secrets. I mean, they said insider secrets or something, and they didn't want to yeah, leak. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who who be watched. I mean, I I don't know. As it, I guess a rival a rival company. I don't know. Scaffolding secrets. Yeah. Really funny. I like learned what scaffolding was because of that show. It's interesting. I don't. I I've seen it around big cities. But you just didn't know what it was never, called. You never yeah, really I didn't know what it was yeah. called. You never really think about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Drake, what have you been watching? Uh, mostly just uh, been rewatching some. Um, I mean, obviously, what everybody else has been watching, Smiling Friends, of course. Oh yeah, really funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, still watch Smiling Friends on HBO Max. It deserves your views, even though it already has a season two now. Uh, I mean, that's like works. every show. Like, um, uh, poor one out for Money Magic Swords. They got a confirmed season two. They made the season two. Nobody really watched it. I think everybody will watch season two of Smiling Friends. Oh, of course. Like, uh, Smiling Friends had a long time coming um, with uh, how long this passion project had been in the works. Right. Yeah. And to see, like, it finally coming to fruition and everybody's like, hey, we're Smiling Friends. We're Smiling Friends. And adults are just like, all right, here's Smiling Friends. Leave us alone. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Psychic Pebbles is in the industry now. Um, you know, I'm Uzak. I honestly like. I, I was. I was okay with Smiling Friends just being a pilot because it was like a, a thing from a creator. I really like. Uh, just getting it out there. But the fact that it's has a, a whole first season now and is 
monumentally popular is just really good. Mm-hmm. And I love that memes are spreading out from it too. The little demon that throws his hands in your face and Charlie just punching him in the stomach was the best scene ever. Yeah, no, my favorite meme to come of that is um it's uh it's Cell and he's like boasting about his power and then Charlie punches him in the stomach. Oh dude, I warned you I was gonna do it if you did it to me again. Um Yeah, I, I, I've been watching it really, really funny. I like the, the Lord of the Rings home tribute episode. That was, yeah. that was really funny. Yeah, that one's really Just good. Paying tribute to the Ralph Bakshi on Lord of the Rings movies. And um, what was funny was Harry Partridge, a well-known internet animator, I think animated the 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 Frodo or Bilbo parody. He did. He did. Uh, it's 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 really impressive. I love that there's a running gag at the end of every episode. It's just like in loving memory. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Implying that um, somebody died during the making of every single episode of Smiling Friends. Oh yeah, I just from Oh yeah, I watched I watched an episode I watched a video of um the Create Unknown and I found out um found out the puddle was supposed to be Chris Chan, which Yeah, the grease puddle. Yeah, but like they couldn't find room for them in the budget. I thought yeah, it was a thing where like the studio found out and they were like, no. No, actually, they, they uh, cut. That was, they... that was a fake rumor. Like, people thought, like, like unfortunately, someone said, oh, Smiling Friends is canceled. Because, um, because they wanted, uh, Chris, because, um, Zach wanted Chris Chan in it. And, uh, the network said no, so it got canceled for that reason, but that turned oh, that, out to be false. That'd be really stupid if that's how that happened. That would have been the um, dumbest reason. Yeah. No, but uh, the thing that happened was uh, it, they they cut Chris Chan before the controversy. What really happened was um, having voice cameos, like very small voice cameos like that, is more expensive than having people who are yeah. returning voices. Hmm. Um, so... Uh, the reason uh, Chills is the only one who has like one line uh, is because that that that's all they could afford. Dang! Uh, everybody else who does a voice is you'll notice does multiple voices. Yeah. Um, like Oni's in it a bunch, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Chris O'Neill, Tomar, uh, Lyle does other voices that uh, people didn't realize. Um, which it goes, uh, if anything, it goes to show the range of these people and their voice talents. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think my favorite one is uh, is uh, Chris is a uh, shmormu. <laughs> Shmor- a lot of people didn't realize that. Oh man, I love these jokes. They're so good. Like I saw an article of somebody saying that Smiling Friends is just another adult swim show. I was like, no, it's actually. Funny though, I love it. Oh, oh yeah, no, there's there's um there's that one article that I I still don't know if it's bait or not, but it's like oh oh smiling friends isn't up to par. And yeah, that was the exact article. Yeah, in the article, the guy is like, oh, it's no, it's no Rick and Morty or Big Mouth. It's not even Solar Opposites. And that, at that point, you have to question, are they being genuine, or are they just trying to get a reaction out of people? It's so hard to tell these days. Because, um, like, there are some people that on. genuinely think like that, and then there are people that know that there are genuine people that think like that and write like that, so they can get a ton of clicks. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, watch Smiling Friends. That's 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 my only shill for the day is watch Smiling Friends, please. Oh, you got chills at the end here. Uh, speaking of which, we're uh, approaching two hours thirty minutes. Uh, should we uh, end the podcast? Yeah, I, uh, I, I think uh, that would be best. Okay, um, this is gonna so, yeah, this yeah, is gonna been... take a while to edit. I think <laughs> I finish up my video like first, get that on my channel, then promote promote the new animated. Or should I just upload this to my channel? Uh, we'll think. We'll talk about it. Do you yeah, want me we'll to talk uh, about it? Yeah, I put my my plugs in at the end here. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, so I have a Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Ash Perler on uh Twitter. Uh, I started posting art again. Um, I actually uh, drew the uh the the talking avatar you're seeing right now. Um, and I have a YouTube that doesn't have anything on it, but I have a video in the works right now. I want to. I'm aiming for July. Um, it's a video about the movie The Last Mimsy, uh, mm. which is a movie I, it, I I purely want to make a video about it because there are so few reviews about it that I'm very, like, interested in it. Um, it's also going to slightly cover the uh, weirdly specific genre of what I call, uh, er it's like suburban fiction or suburban fantasy. Which is, uh, you know, movies like Zathora or the Spiderwick Chronicles or um, uh, what is it? Um, oh, Bridge to Terabithia. Mm. But yeah, uh, I hope to have that out by July. Uh, I'll I'll have everything linked in uh, in the description. Yeah, she'll have that. Um, right, link, give me the links and DMs. Yeah, I will. I'll do that. All right. This this is the end. Um, uh, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>